speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. You tell him, Oprah. You tell him. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is The Bradcast, as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM people-powered radio in L.A., 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest in China Lake, California, up in Oregon on 91.7 KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 KSO in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI in Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1, Palinville, New York's 102.9 WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, New Orleans, Voice of Dissent, 102.3 WHIV, in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ 90.1, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet, amongst other places, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, and other fine affiliates, both terrestrial and Internet. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow. Says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm happy to say uh, we are live back in the studio here at KPFK, our flagship Pacifica radio station right here in Los Angeles for the first time since the holidays. Uh, good, Good to be back. And it also means we may have some time to open the phone lines for the first time in a while. Now that we're in the awkward transition period between... 24-7 cable news speculation about the Robert Mueller special counsel probe and discussion of the political food fights in Michael Wolff's Fire and Fury book. As we transition from that, perhaps, to 24-7 speculation about whether Oprah Winfrey will be running for president in 2020. Yes, really. Uh, I hope to open the phones to you as well today to let the world know about stories that you believe have been lost to the nation and the world in the bargain buried by all of that other stuff and nonsense. Our phone number is 818-985-5735 if you want to get in line right now. My thanks also, of course, to the to all of those who donated to support Pacifica and uh, the Pacifica Radio Network and KPFK during our recent holiday fund drive in December. Thank you very much. I can't tell you how important listener-supported radio continues to be, particularly in these times. But um, let's start with one of the perennially underreported stories today, our disastrous climate crisis Uh, Don't think climate change or global warming is a crisis yet? Well, a new report today from NOAA 
Should, what, Desi Doyen, what does NOAA stand for? <laughs> the it, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Well said. Thank, Thank you. you. That new report from NOAA should make uh, everyone uh, think twice about the idea that this is not a crisis, particularly all those folks who were concerned about the cost or pretended to be concerned about the cost of the recent GOP tax scam. Uh, check this out. 27. I'm sorry. 2017 was the costliest year ever for weather and climate disasters in the U.S., according to NOAA on Monday, totaling some $306 billion. The previous record year was 2005. That, saw, that was the year of uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina down in New Orleans. The previous record was 2005. That saw $215 billion in disasters. But in 2017, $306 billion from weather and climate-related disasters of all types. Highlighted by a string of hurricanes that pounded the southeastern U.S. coast in August and September and devastating wildfires torching large swaths of northern and southern California, 2017 saw 16 weather events that each topped a billion dollars in damage. This ties the record from 2011 for the most billion-dollar weather events to occur in a single year. But their extreme nature and the breadth of disaster types set last year apart, according to NOAA. Uh, Adam Smith, the lead researcher at the National uh, at NOAA's National Centers for Environmental Information, said that in 2017 we have seen the rare combination of high disaster frequency, disaster cost, and diversity of weather and climate extreme events. The U.S. has endured billion-dollar impacts from six of the seven disaster categories that they track. He said that drought, flood, freeze, severe storm, tropical cyclone, wildfire, and winter storm are all tracked. Those are the categories. There has not been a year when all seven disaster categories have been uh, have, have seen billion-dollar disasters. But this year, this past year, we had six out of the seven 2017 lacked only a billion-dollar winter storm, though, as CNN notes, we almost certainly had one of those in the very first week of 2018, with that major nor'eastern uh, termed a bomb cyclone. Desi Doyen, why haven't you been warning us about all of this for the past <laughs> decade or so? In oh, your you mean Green that News whole report? part where I have been warning about oh, all yeah. of this for the last decade or so, about how scientists, climate scientists, have been predicting for decades, literally decades, that global warming is going to put more energy into our weather system. It's going to change the hydrological cycle. That's the cycle of water throughout our system, and that's going to lead to more frequent and more intense extreme weather events, and it is exactly what is unfolding right now, a bit earlier than they were hoping, however. Hoax, 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 all fake news from Desi Doyen. Which is hilarious, because you got to wonder, hey, all the people who believe that climate science is a hoax, have they ever asked themselves why there are no climate science deniers in the insurance industry? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, and a lot of those climate science deniers live in states that were hardest hit by the climate over the past year. Uh, AP notes that Western wildfires fanned by heat racked up $18 billion in damage, which is triple the U.S. wildfire wildfire record. Triple. We have tripled the damage record. 
That, according to NOAA, besides uh, Texas, Florida and Puerto Rico, California, Colorado, Minnesota, Nebraska, Missouri, Illinois, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee and North Carolina all had more than one billion dollars in damage from the uh, 16 weather disasters in 2017. Of course, hurricanes are the costliest weather events. They were responsible for about half of the total losses amongst all of the U.S. billion-dollar disasters, even though they accounted for less than 20 percent of the total events, the total disaster events since 1980. This uh, proved true in 2017, of course, when the U.S. and the uh, Caribbean islands endured back-to-back-to-back devastating hurricanes, all now ranking among the top five costliest disasters of all time in the U.S., those those three storms. The first billion-dollar hurricane disaster of 2017, of course, you'll recall, was Hurricane Harvey. It made landfall uh, in late August in Texas. It set a record for the highest rainfall total, about 60 inches in some areas. Six zero. Yeah, let me just reemphasize yeah. that. Yeah. That's the highest rainfall total ever recorded in the United States. Yep. Uh, it's some uh, it's almost 7 million people experienced at least 30 inches of rain each across uh, Texas and other states. The total estimated costs for uh, Harvey have now reached $125 billion. That is now the second costliest single weather disaster. Uh, the other one was, of course, 2005's Hurricane Katrina, which had damages of $161 billion, very close to the uh, cost of Harvey. One hurricane disaster on the scale of Harvey would be enough to set apart uh, 2017, but that was just the beginning. It was followed quickly by Hurricanes Irma and Maria, both of which were also record storms in a number of ways. And just a reminder, more than one million people, I think it's about 1.5 million people right now in Puerto Rico, are still without power. Well over 100 days since Irma and then Maria came ashore on August 30 and then days later in early September. Now, imagine, just imagine if, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Charlottesville, Miami, take your pick anywhere, any major city across the country with a million or a million and a half uh, American citizens. Imagine if they were out of power for more than 100 days. Do you think that that might make the news on a more regular basis? you think that people would be calling uh, for someone, anyone, to pay an electoral price for this in 2018? I mean, do you think it would even happen that we would go more than 100 days with a million people out of power here on the continental U.S.? Or would, the, would we have had the National Guard rolling in by now with tons of support to get the power up at ASAP? But, you know, it's Puerto Rico. So, uh, you know, their million Americans, millions of American citizens, they're, they're not really American citizens, right? Well, of course they are, but they don't get an electoral vote in presidential contests. Uh, nor do they have uh, proper representation in the House or the Senate. So who really cares about those Puerto Ricans, right? And, of course, it's not just Donald Trump and the Republicans who are uh, ignoring the continuing problems there. So are too many in the media. 
because they're obsessed with uh, fire and fury books and Robert Mueller's uh, speculation about what the special counsel may or may not be doing and what Oprah had to say last night at the Golden Globes. Well, uh, someone uh, may soon care since some 300,000 Puerto Ricans are now said to have moved to Florida to escape the fallout from Hurricanes Irma and Maria. And I sure hope like hell that they register to vote this year in the Sunshine State. They alone, those 300,000 Puerto Ricans, they alone could just about flip every single House district in 2018 if, in fact, they... They registered and they turned out this uh, this year, this November. 2017 will also be remembered for the way um, years of drought combined with strong winds to create numerous historic firestorms out here in uh, in western states, specifically here in California. Uh, Smith uh, of the uh, of NOAA said that in addition to the hurricanes, the U.S. had a historically damaging wildfire season with over 9.1 million acres burned. 9.1 million acres burned. Damages up to $18 billion for that. Six of the 20 most destructive fires ever in California history occurred this past year. Boy, am I glad 2017 is over. Now that I'm looking back. <laughs> now I, that you're looking back yeah, over the, the, the destruction. Man, what a terrible. It, it could only get better this year, right, Des? Um, Don't answer it. Don't I answer won't it. answer that. During the uh, month of October 2017, uh, just, just in October, over 15,000 homes, businesses, and other structures across California were destroyed, according to NOAA. Uh, that uh, in in those uh, mostly Northern California fires, uh, which also led to 44 deaths up there in October. And then uh, later, the Thomas Fire in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties down here in Southern California in December. Those grew uncontrolled for weeks, topping 280,000 acres and becoming the single largest fire in California history. Disastrous wildfires burned over uh, 9.8 million, almost 10 million acres across multiple western and north, northwestern states in 2017, well more than the 10-year average. Montana, among them, was also hit hard. Ryan Zinke's home state. Terrible to hear about that. Well, it more is than, terrible to yeah, hear about it. It is. It is. Thank you for uh, moderating my snark. <laughs> They had more than one million acres burned uh, this year. Climate change is playing an increasing role, amplifying the frequency and intensity of certain types of extreme weather that lead to billion-dollar disasters, says Noah's Adam Smith, echoing Desi Doyen, who has said the same year after year after year. Well, and remember that this is not just extreme weather events themselves, but also extreme swings between the extremes. The pendulum is swinging further each side. You know, when we go from record rain here in California last year to slipping, you know, right after we had a record drought, an historic drought that lasted for five years. So in just the space of about six years, we've gone from drought to record rain and then to fires again. So 
$306 billion in weather and climate-related disasters last year alone in the U.S. The U.S. alone, by the way. We're being very U.S.-centric here for the moment. Well, that's because that's what NOAA covers. Right. Uh, So $306 billion with scientists who have been uh, very correct so far, predicting that things are only going to get worse and more costly. Now, by way of comparison, when I toss out that $306 billion number, You'll recall that uh, many have been uh, justifiably freaking out about the uh, the GOP tax cuts passed just before the end of the year. Those will add to the federal debt uh, some $1.5 trillion, decreasing overall revenue, actually decreasing it by a lot more. But if all goes well, if all goes as planned, that will increase the federal debt by some $1.5 trillion over 10 years. Yet... And everyone's been freaking out about that. Yet in just one year of weather and climate disasters last year alone, we're almost one third of the way to one trillion dollars from that alone in a single year. So shouldn't this be more of a a more important topic overall, climate change, particularly, by the way, to Republicans who pretend to be concerned about you know, uh, how much money things cost the federal government. So it seems like it ought to be a more important topic, frankly, for everyone, for the country, for all political parties, and certainly for the media, which failed yet again in uh, back in 2016, I think, to even ask one single question about climate and climate-related issues and disasters during the 2016 presidential uh, d- debate cycle, yet again. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think that. it was the third cycle, third presidential cycle in a row where they just did not ask any questions about these issues that are so costly and so deadly and so unceasing and so far set to continue for decades now into the future. As usual, the corporate media continue to not press the issues that are most important to us as a nation. And that, frankly, voters need to know uh, to know about, to, to be educated about before they go to the polls this year in 2018. It's supposed to be the whole point of a free press in a supposedly democratic society. They are given that freedom because they are supposed to use that freedom to inform the electorate about things to make them smarter voters. Anyway, that's what we try to do on this show. But what do we know? We've been uh, uh, trying to cover quite a bit of what is not being covered, uh, particularly of late, uh, by the U.S. corporate media, as they have be- breathlessly been reporting on the the food fights out of that uh, Fire and Fury book over the past week. Uh, speculations, which just happens constantly, about Robert Mueller's special counsel. By the way, that's an important investigation, and I'm almost I'm almost positive that when and if Robert Mueller decides to issue a report or an indictment, I bet we'll have time to talk about it at that point, when we actually have you know evidence and documents and so forth. Uh, Over the past six months, I mean, much of cable news is just consumed with that to the expense of all of these other things, to the near exclusion of everything else. Uh, Last week, in response to uh, one of our shows late in the week, I think uh, I think it was uh, our Thursday show, a listener of ours um, from London, apparently tweeted um, a man by the name of Tim Gluckman. uh, Tweeted Michael Wolf book equal sham fight. Enables the MSM, the mainstream media, 
for example, uh, MSNBC and Lawrence O'Donnell and CNN, to ignore Trump's power grabs. No more echo protection. In the U.S., he writes in his tweet, Donald Trump ends Obama's try to address structural racism in housing, as we discussed uh, on one of our shows last week. If you missed it, you can download it for free at bradblog.com anytime. Plus, head of IRS works for Donald Trump. Yes, he does. Explained on the Bradcast. Where else, says Tim Gluckman. Well, thank you for noticing, Tim, all the way from over there in London, where you tune in, and for letting the rest of the world know about it via Twitter. You can find us on uh, Twitter, by the way, at the Brad Blog. And I know, uh, Tim, you listen to a lot of BBC World Service over there. Uh, so thank you for finding time for us at your friendly neighborhood broadcast here halfway around the world. So uh, other stuff, a few other items, and I want to get to your calls on this. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. If you have things that you believe have not been properly covered in recent days uh, over the holidays when uh, Donald Trump was doing all sorts of cutting all sorts of regulations and rules and everything else that we have been trying to let people know about that got lost in the holiday crush and then the Subsequent, subsequent crush of the uh, of the Michael Wolff book about uh, this salacious inside story of year one of Donald Trump's disastrous White House, um, and as I said, I suspect we'll soon tra- be transitioning now from that into the uh, endless discussion of whether Oprah Winfrey will run for president or not in 20, uh, 2020. Uh, So we've been trying to cover a lot of what's been missed. Let me hit a few more before we take a break and come back to uh, some of your calls. If you have anything you would like to get out to the world that you think needs coverage at 818-985-5735, I've got plenty to cover. But uh, here's your chance to do so as well. Uh, Just a few more items that seem like uh, they ought to be better covered by the corporate media but are not. Uh, For example, the Trump administration has reversed guidelines that were put in place under Barack Obama, uh, and he is scaling back the use of fines against nursing homes that harm residents or place them in grave risk of injury. That, according to a uh, report from Kaiser Health News on Christmas Eve. This shift in the Medicare program's penalty protocols was requested by the nursing home industry. So, of course, Donald Trump got right to it, got right on it. The new guidelines discourage regulators from levying fines in some situations, even when they have resulted in a resident's death. So they've changed the guidelines to, you know, we don't need to issue a fine. What, somebody died? Well, they were old anyway. The uh, Toby Edelman, a senior attorney at the Center for Medicare Advocacy, says they've pretty much emasculated enforcement, which was already weak with this rule. This is just the latest example of the Trump team taking the side of business over the elderly. Rao notes that in November, the Trump administration exempted nursing homes that violate eight new safety rules from penalties for 18 months in June. The uh, the administration rescinded another Obama administration action that banned nursing homes from preemptively requiring residents to submit to arbitration to settle disputes rather than going to court. So 
if your mom or dad in a nursing home is abused in some way, is hurt, is harmed, and you'd like to bring a lawsuit, well, no, you you got to go into arbitration, says the uh, Trump administration. These things seem to me to be important. Are they important to you? 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, well, let me hit one or two more here before we get to our break, uh, because I've been trying to get to these for the past week. All uh, Many of these were just buried by the holidays. Um, several important government offices that enforce the laws and ensure public safety have been absolutely decimated by neglect during Trump's first year. In, uh, in some agencies, the number of people leaving has been crippling, according to former officials, at the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, for example, OSHA. A wave of recent retirements has depleted the managerial staff at the enforcement agency's 70 different field offices around the country, according to Jordan Barab, who was a top OSHA official in the Obama administration, in all... The agency shed 119 permanent workers by the end of September. That's a 6% drop, according to personnel data. Barab said it's starting to create major problems. Enforcement actions must be reviewed by supervisors in multiple offices, he said. And if too many months pass, they can simply be thrown out. NBC has a, uh, uh, an exclusive on this today with additional numbers, but basically... Uh, they, they report uh, some OSHA worker advocates and former officials worry that staffing delays are undermining the work of a small but critical institution responsible for protecting the health and safety of American workers. Remember them? Remember those forgotten American workers that Donald Trump pretended he was running to help take care of? OSHA inspectors are the ground troops that enforce federal health and safety re requirements in the workplace. Inspectors flag potential hazards, investigate employee complaints, document apparent violations, which can result in citations, fines and other penalties against employers. So, you know, who needs that? Since the agency has limited resources, OSHA prioritizes high risk workplaces like construction sites and manufacturing plants. I thought these were the people that Donald Trump loves. Well, and also remember, taking cops off the beat is what the Trump administration is trying to do. They're trying, it seems, by design. This is not a flaw. This is a feature of not staffing these people. They the say they want government to be smaller, and they're proving that, yeah, if you, if you hire people who don't believe that government can work, they will prove it to you. Government cannot work because they'll starve it to death and take those cops off the beat that actually protect people. They're not trying. They are succeeding. I mean, they are removing, you know, and these are plants, by the way, these uh, construction sites and manufacturing plants that are now going without uh, proper inspection. They have elevated rates of fatal accidents, illnesses and serious injuries. That's why they focus on them. Well, that focus for now is gone because, you know, small government taking care of the uh, the, the forgotten man. The forgotten workers. Well, now we've really forgotten about them. Trump has uh, succeeded in all of this. The federal government overall had 16,000 fewer permanent workers at the end of September of last year than it had at the end of 2016. That, according to data from the Office of Personnel Management, uh, one example where 
to me, this is alarming. Seems like it should be a headline. Uh, federal workers are in limbo because their jobs could cease to exist in many of these agencies. That is now specifically the precarious state right now of the tiny chemical safety board, one of 19 small agencies that Donald Trump has marked for complete elimination. The $11 million office, which is nothing, $11 million, the $11 million office investigates the causes of major chemical accidents and makes recommendations for safety improvements. White House budget office uh, uh, official uh, told Chairperson Vanessa Allen Sutherland uh, at the uh, Chemical Safety Board that because the deficit has grown, the safety board must do its part and prepare to shut down. Why has the deficit grown? Well, one reason is because the GOP just voted to cause the deficit to grow by some $1.5 trillion thanks to those tax cuts. And, of course, the $306 billion in uh, natural uh, climate disasters that occurred over the past year. Let's take a quick break and come back with uh, your thoughts on what should be covered, but what is not being covered by the corporate media uh, in recent weeks, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. I have more thoughts on that as well, but I'd love to hear yours. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman, and this is your Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the broadcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. raining again. Welcome back to the broadcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, that is both a uh, blessing and a curse out here in California where it is now raining for the first time in months and months and months and months. I'm not sure uh, if it's more a blessing or more a curse. We have gone months and months without any rain at all. Just uh, Desi Doyen, what was it in our uh, latest uh, Green News report late last week? 3% of our average snowpack 
uh, yes, in the, the California uh, mountains? California had been at just 3%, depending upon where you measured. Um, the entire Southwest is seeing about 1% to 2% uh, since October of its average rainfall. Of its so average, we yeah. have a big issue coming up probably this year if we're not very careful. Well, the rains have uh, now begun to arrive uh, out here. And uh, boy, howdy, from feast to famine or famine to feast, I guess, depending on how you look at it, uh, some areas may now get as much as nine inches out here in Southern California over the next two days. That will, uh, well, it will finally help to put out that Thomas fire, the largest fire in uh, state history in Ventura and Santa Barbara counties. That's been burning for weeks. Uh, That's the good news. The bad news is that uh, that same area in Ventura and Santa Barbara is also slated now to get the most rainfall, which means that mudslides and flash floods are probably going to uh, start happening any second. And Des, you've got some breaking news on that. Uh, yes, uh, officials have ordered thousands of people who were affected in those wildfires in Southern California, especially in Santa Barbara and Ventura counties, to evacuate now because of this winter storm posing a threat for mud lo- mudslides and flash floods. So mandatory evacuations for people uh, who were affected by the Thomas Fire, the Whittier Fire, Sherpa and Ray Fire. So, you know, be sure if you're in the Southern California listening area to please look up and see if if you are in that area. Yeah, but did you hear that there was a book on the White House and that they're fighting about stuff in there and Oprah may run for president in 2020? All very important stuff, but yeah, that's hey. uh, that's the problem with these extreme swings that we have. We had the big fires, and now we're in danger of having mudslides and landslides in these burn areas. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. In the meantime, it's uh, finally uh, warming up at least a, bit, a little bit in the Midwest and the East and the Southeast after a blistering blast of cold Arctic air over the past a week or more. Yes, that is also related to climate change and global warming. See our recent Green News report on that. Um, that has been setting records across the region, that cold uh, from the Arctic. Records include, for example, 13 straight days of sub-freezing freezing weather in New York City, all-time lows in Boston, Burlington, Vermont, fell to minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Minus 20, beating a 23-year, uh, 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 I'm sorry, beating a record that has held since 1923. Uh, Portland, Maine also hit uh, minus 11. That's also a record. I'm not even going to start on the wind chills, but I'll give you one. All right. AP reports the temperature registered minus 37 Saturday at the Mount Washington Observatory in New Hampshire, one of the coldest places on the planet, the wind chill was minus 93. Minus 93. All of which, of course, has allowed Donald Trump to make global warming jokes on Twitter to the delight of the idiots like Donald Trump, who believe that, you know, whatever they hear on Fox News. Uh, we discussed that briefly last week uh, before hearing from Grotty Scotty in Australia via Twitter, who said, Brad... He sent a photo with this. Brad, this is from my house in central Sydney today. The west of the city is 117 degrees Fahrenheit, a new record. Sent a picture of his thermometer at 117 degrees. Uh, Yeah, the Midwest and the east in the U.S. are the only places that are colder than average. Everywhere else in the country and, frankly, on the planet is far warmer than usual. Let me get to a couple calls here. Tom Inventura. Hey, Tom, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind, sir? 
Oh, Tom. Hello. There you are. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind? Well, I wasn't sure if my math skills were correct, so I want to make sure, checking with you. Uh, you said $306 billion, would it be, for damages? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, is it correct that the world's population is about 7.5, 7.6 billion, more or less? Uh, that I don't know. That I don't know, but I'll take your word for it, yes? Yeah, I, yeah. I think, I'm not sure on that, but... Yeah. So, based on that... Desi is nodding course. yes, and she knows stuff, so I'm going to go with her on yeah, that, yeah. So, so, how many billion would each person get, then, if those monies were distributed to all the population of the world? So, that'd be uh, about four billion each one, is uh, that correct? I, I, I don't think... I don't think that math is correct. Let's see, $306 billion is what it cost. You're saying there are... Seven and a half billion uh, uh, people in the world, and that we could give them all four billion dollars oh, each. It's always yeah. a bad idea that, to do math. On yeah, I don't think I don't, that does not sound right. Doesn't so, no, it would be more. Uh, it, it doesn't sound right. It would, a, it would be forty billion. Then is that right? I I don't know. I can't do math even when I'm not live on air. Okay, yeah, I just got my calculator yeah. out. What does it come so to? it says uh, if you took three hundred billion and divided it by seven billion, then that would be forty-two billion. Yeah, exactly. Forty-two dollars. Forty-two billion. No, no, forty-two dollars. <laughs> we could give everyone forty-two dollars. I think you're. I think. Forty-two dollars. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Forty-two dollars. Yeah. That's okay. better. For what it's worth. That's yeah. better. All right. All right. Okay. Thanks. Okay. No, I, that couldn't be right. Yeah. You know. I'm glad uh, we. I'm glad we could do your math for you. No calculator over there, Tom. Uh, I don't have a calculator right hand. I was trying to figure out in my head. I said, "How, how does that work?" Oh, well, it's okay. You're in you're in Ventura, uh, where you had uh, fires and now uh, probably flooding and mudslides. So we'll let you off the hook this time, Tom. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. so uh, three hundred and six billion is a lot of money. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. A lot of with that money, and it's only going to get worse. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, let me go to, uh, where am I here? I'm really lost. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Shannon in Burbank. Hey Shannon, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. Hi there. Yeah. Well, you know, I actually called to talk about Jerry Brown and how he's, you know, ripping us off with all of these, you know, new taxes, you know, taxing us for this, taxing us for that, you know, um. What's he taxing us for, Shannon? What is he taxing us for? You yeah. name it. But see, you know, you would never know about that because on your station, you guys never talk about the truth. You never talk about reality. You can't even do math. You just admitted that, and I've known that forever. None of you own a calculator, so you don't <laughs> have any idea how much illegal aliens cost us every day. All okay. of this free medical, free housing. Uh-huh. Free education. Shannon, what, what, I, I had a simple question for you. What are those taxes for? You know what? Don't sidetrack from what I just said, okay? You said it, Shannon. You said... I'm with you and all your <laughs> fake news, okay? You refuse to report the truth. What's the truth? You're on the air. You get to report it. <laughs> Shannon, hang on, Shannon. Hang on. I was letting you talk. You called... You said that uh, there was uh, Jerry Brown was increasing the taxes. I asked you what those taxes were for, and I would think you'd be able to answer it. What are those taxes for that he has increased? Give me a break, Oprah Winfrey for president. So you don't know, Shannon? You don't know what you're angry about? Oh, really? It's so sad. Oh, so sad. Don't act like you're all oh, gay and oh, oh, I'm so sensitive. Oh, really? 
get over it. Okay. Thanks for that call, Shannon. Uh, you, you made a brilliant point for everyone. And you had a great chance. You could have come on and you could have talked about the taxes that did go up under Jerry Brown uh, for uh, basically for uh, car registration that is going to be applied to improving our infrastructure, our highways, to uh, decreasing our carbon levels through uh, electronic charging stations, paying for these billion-dollar disasters that we've had. You could have made your case, Shannon. But you didn't. You decided to pretend I don't have a calculator. 818-985-5735. 818-985-5735. I love to hear from people who disagree with me. All you have to do is tell me what you actually disagree with. Is that asking a lot? Bill in Lake Elsinore. Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Brad. You bet. Um, hello, Shannon. You sound awesome. Look me up. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. um, but first of all, I'd like to say, yeah. um, look out the window. It's raining. Yeah, I know. Got a little late. Yep. I prefer to buy bottled water. Because here in Southern California, we prefer sunny, hot days. Yeah, well. And yeah. why do you think they call it poor, poor Torico? I think it's better that we can contain them all in Florida. Or, you know, I see what you did there, island. Bill. And, but the, my main point was, yeah. you were the first one I heard to mention Donald Trump may become president. Uh, and I yeah. thought, is, is he? But come to find out, you were absolutely right. So what do you know about Oprah Winfrey? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Uh, you'll take your uh, answer off air. I appreciate the call. Yeah, I was I was trying to warn about Donald Trump, and everybody said, "Oh, Brad, you're crazy. Uh, he'll never become president." Uh, as far as oh, but I didn't know anything about him. Particularly, I do know about our electorate. I do know about our voting systems. I do know how easy it is to suppress the vote and game the systems. Which is what I was trying to warn folks about, because you know what? At this point, I, I recently wrote a, a column for someone uh, about, you know, asking the question, did Trump really win? We had someone uh, on this show a few weeks ago, Karen McKim from up in Wisconsin, who had to make a public records request to try to count the paper ballots that they have up there, where Donald Trump across the state of Wisconsin won by just under one percent, according to the results that were posted. Now, remember, Jill Stein tried to get a recount up there. She was not allowed to get a hand recount, only about half the state counted by hand. So Karen McKim did some public records requests and counted a number of precincts that where they took the paper ballots and just ran them through the computer uh, uh, scanners again during that so-called recount. And they counted them by hand and they found that anywhere from two to six percent of the presidential votes, the perfectly legitimate presidential votes were not counted at all. In all of the precincts they looked at, that should be alarming. That was alarming to me in advance because I knew that's what the, the, the type of system we have. I know that when people say, well, we've got paper ballots. If there's any questions about the results, we can always go count them. Well, no, we can't. Anyway, Oprah, uh, I don't know that it's a good idea for uh, Republicans to be putting up their uh, most famous TV personality and Democrats to be putting up their most famous TV personality to see which one will become president of the United States. Yeah, she did great in her uh, Golden Globes speech. Uh, does that make her qualified to become president of the United States? I would argue no. We'll see what she knows, if anything, if she does decide to run. But apparently, um, apparently you don't need to know anything at all to be, uh, quote unquote, qualified to be president of the United States anymore. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. Let's go to 
Carlson in Carson. Uh, is that Carson, uh, Nevada, or California, Carlos? California. All right. Hey, Brett, yes, sir. Something that's, that's really disturbing me, all these latent sexual harassment allegations that, that are been trusted on many different personalities yeah. are really creating an alienation and separation between men and women, which at the end, I believe, is going to lead to a dissolution of the family unit. And if you don't believe me, there's something called Agenda 2030 being carried out by the United Nations. Uh, which, uh, wait, wait, Agenda Agenda 2030? 2030. There's something uh, called Agenda 2030 that will make the family unit obsolete and illegal. Of mm. course, it will probably be implemented after 2030. I don't think it will happen on time. But that's the objective of the cabal, the secret cabal that's leading towards that goal. And, and eventually, wow. consequently, there will be a lower population uh, leading to the depopulation of the world. Okay, Carl, uh, that's really the objective behind all this allegation. Carlton, I, I, I think you mean, I, I, A, I think you mean Agenda 21. I think that's what all of the right-wingers largely and, uh, uh, let's say, conspiracy theory folks on the left uh, are all t- often talking about. I don't believe it's Agenda 2030. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a different secret UN agenda and worldwide cabal uh, that I have yet to read. You can feel free to send me. Uh, my email is bradcast at bradblog.com. I will look into this uh, theory. I- I'm not sure how uh, the genders make a difference in what you are suggesting, nor why anyone would want to end the family units. It, it-, it doesn't seem to make sense on on its face there, Carlton. Well, listen, the- the- yeah. there's a secret cabal that's looking for world government. But yeah. One of their main objectives since 200 years ago yeah. has been the dissolution of the family unit, what? because the family unit is what sustains the stability of a society, so they have to destabilize societies in order to implement the world government. One way of doing it is the separation of the sexes, the gradual alienation and rivalry between the sexes, and that's what the sexual, the, the women's liberation movement is all about. If wow. you look at the women's liberation okay. movement, it's being financed by the Rockefeller Foundation. Okay, Rockefeller thank you. Foundation. All right, Thank you, Carlos. I appreciate the heads up on that. I might have otherwise missed it. The last uh, 10 or 15 years that people were trying to make that claim, and then, by the way, if you actually go and read Agenda 21, you'll you'll see that it is nothing the way Carlton or Carlos just explained it. 818-985-5735, but I appreciate you trying to get out that warning. Uh, let me go to, um, oh, what happened to, oh, well, that looked like a good call. Hi, May in Los Angeles. Hey, hi, May. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. How you doing? I'm okay. Hey, uh, Brad, I just want to make a general comment about the uh, Trump administration, and uh, I think that it's very alarming the way that uh, he's handling uh, his presidential authority. Yep. Although he was not legitimately uh, voted president, and uh, it's the, the problem is much more broader than just one person here. We have a whole system that's, uh, that's rigged. We have a whole political system that is failing the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
more and more each day. And how, how, how uh, is and it? How how is it rigged? You you said he wasn't legitimately elected. I just want to say we don't know whether he was legitimately elected or not. We don't. So to say that he wasn't uh, doesn't seem appropriate. But how is it being rigged? Well, the electoral college that basically elected him, and that's uh, a lot more f- further than uh, than uh, a democracy would be. It's, uh, it's not simple when you have somebody overseeing uh, the votes of the people mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a way that basically set up so that uh, uh, the powers that be ultimately dictate what the... Uh, well, it does, it does give more, the Electoral College, uh, it does give more representation. In fact, you know, Donald Trump likes to say it's impossible for a Republican to win in the Electoral College. Actually, it's much easier for a Republican to win than from, from a Democrat because the rural areas are much more uh, highly represented in that Electoral College. I, would, I don't know if, well, I guess we can call it rigged. I mean, it, was in, it is in the U.S. Constitution, so there's, there's that. Right, but uh, you know the framers of the Constitution were um, also from a upper class uh, society. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, they're always looking out for for their own interests. Oh yeah, and uh, we we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't just simply say that you know they're you know they they were flawless. I mean they had some very high ideals. Oh no, and, and uh, I'm not even making the argument in, ca- in favor of the electoral college. I'm just pointing out that it's not as though, the, you know, we suddenly the Donald Trump suddenly dreamt that one up to to rig the uh, to to rig the election. Although there has been a lot of rigging uh, since then, of course, when it comes to gerrymandering and vote suppression and all of that. Jimmy, I, I I'm sorry, uh, Jaime, I got to jump out here and get a quick break. We'll take some more of your calls after this. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five here in the broadcast. Oh, someone wants to respond. To Shannon. I look forward to that. 818 985 5735. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Our closing few minutes here. Boy, I had a lot I wanted to get to, but... I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to hear from the people since it was my uh, first chance to open up the phone line since the holidays. 818-985-5735. Boy, speaking of rigging elections, what's going on in Virginia? We've been talking about it over the past week. We'll talk about it more in the coming week, I suspect. Uh, there's also a burning oil tanker off the coast of China, which is in danger of exploding. We'll see if we have time for that, or we'll stick with your calls, 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, Jimmy in L.A. Welcome to the broadcast, Jimmy. Hey, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So so I I wanted to bring up a concern that I've been noticing in the hospital. I actually work as a pharmacist in the hospital, Mm -hmm. and... We've been having this uh, big issue with uh, drug shortages, as you may may or may not have heard. And one of the uh, the big drug shortages that we're having 
with respect to making medications for patients, we're talking about antibiotics, chemotherapies, everything, mm-hmm. is um, saline. So we're talking about NS bags, uh, normal saline that we use to dilute the drugs to administer to patients. Now, we're talking about bags that come from any size, from 25 mLs, 50 mLs, 100 mLs, uh, 250s that are on shortage. And that's actually a direct result of the Hurricane Maria over in uh, Puerto Rico. Really? So I, actually, I'm, oh, yeah. I, I'm, actually, I am glad to know that. Why? How is that related to the uh, hurricane in uh, Puerto Rico? So there's actually one of the, I think it's Baxter, that's one of the main, uh, main companies that compounds these uh, or that makes these saline bags for us, well, for hospitals uh, worldwide, um, was actually in Puerto Rico. And because obviously, well, we have only, what, I think it's 50% of the population that has uh, power and even uh, mm-hmm. clean water to use, it's actually impacted production out of, out of Puerto Rico. Therefore, we are not able to get wow. that product here in the U.S. We do have limited supplies, so for emergency situations, we can make it. But the reality is, even for nurses to hang small bags for medications to be administered to patients, we end up having to open up like a liter bag for a medication that you'd only need like 100 ml for. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge problem. And not to mention the fact that we're getting to a point where we have this big problem with this uh, flu, uh, essentially leading to an epidemic in the area. Uh Um, now antibiotics are running out. So it's just, it's turning into a hot mess in uh, in hospitals all across the, uh, if not the nation yeah, uh, do, worldwide. Do you expect, I had heard um, that the uh, flu virus that uh, seems to be uh, striking is yeah. different from the one that everyone was vaccinated for. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, get, uh, I get the flu vaccine when I need to because the, the powers that be make me do it. But the reality is I don't because, yeah, the strains are based off of previous strains that, have, that were popular uh, previously. But we can't anticipate that right. the, the viruses that individuals are being infected with are covered in the, vac- the flu vaccine. And the reason I ask about it uh, is because if, in fact, there is a shortage of, of uh, saline, essentially, and you have a bunch mm-hmm. of people who get uh, sick, get Dehydrated and so forth. Uh, is this could this be a directly a, a real danger in the coming weeks and months? So it could it could definitely become a huge problem, especially when it comes to antibiotics. So antibiotic use itself is kind of ridiculous. A lot of times, you know, individuals could clearly clear um, a, a viral infection without an issue, so long as you're otherwise healthy. If you're mm-hmm. if you're not say immunocompromised, you're not of extreme age, say really young or really old, or have other comorbidities like like diabetes or hypertension or heart failure, yeah. then, yeah, you should, if you're not feeling well, stay home, uh, stay hydrated, get some rest, uh, eat your vegetables, fruits, whatever you can, so that you don't go into the hospital and you don't get antibiotics you don't need, because the reality is I was at work in the ER the other day, and we, I had to tell the docs that we are out of antibiotics. Like, we ran wow. out that wow. day. Thank you, Jimmy. So I... Yeah, no problem at all. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, stay in touch. My email address is bradcast at bradblog.com. Uh, let us know how, if the situation gets better or worse. I'd like to keep my eyes on it. Well, I, uh, we'll do. I appreciate it. And fight y- a good fight, Brad. You. Thank you, too, brother. All right. Uh, do we have time for one more here? Maybe so. Let's go to Ephraim in L.A. Hey, Ephraim, welcome to the Bradcast. Hey, Brad. How are you? I'm okay. What's up? Brad, I just wanted to respond to Shannon, um, you know, and one of her comments, she was complaining about the money that we're spending on, I think she said, illegal people. And yes. I just wanted to let, let her know that, um, you know, it's always a good idea to educate your workforce's children. So if that's what she's complaining about, you know, th- that money's going 
is going to a good use. So that's, that's what my that's what my comment is going to her gardener's kids probably and her housekeeper's exactly. kids. Yeah, I would think so too. Uh, thanks, Ephraim. I appreciate that. Yeah, boy, I you know I, you bet. I don't know why uh, why she was so why Shannon was so angry why she was furious. I mean, she's got a she's got a Donald Trump in office. She's got a Republican uh, House, a Republican Senate. I would think she would be happy. I would think she would be delighted. Clearly, she tunes in to uh, to KPFK. I guess to get angry and 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 yell at the hosts, which is great. Great for me. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm sure callers enjoy it as well. Um, but you know, she doesn't seem to be very well informed because when I asked why she was so angry, she did not seem to know. I mean, if you're going to be angry, you should know what you're angry about. You should know which UN agenda is secretly undermining you and your family and uh, separating men from women and all of that. Uh, like that one caller, at least he knew what it was he was concerned about. What do I know? Uh, all right. We will. Uh, we got to get out, don't we? Are we running late? We are running late. All right. Uh, let me get out here. Uh, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, and to all of you who uh, called in, some of whom I could not get to. Uh, we will try to do this again soon. As always, it's great to hear from you. You can drop me email. As I said, I am bradcast at bradblog.com. You can find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog. If you missed any portion of today's program or any other, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com or your favorite podcast site, wherever that may be. If you do uh, when and if you do download it, please leave a good comment or a positive response or even a bad comment. But if you like us, leave a good comment. It'll make it a little bit easier for the rest of the world to find us as well. We will be back with you uh, tomorrow. Oh, and I think a, a farmer from Iowa will be joining us on, on our uh, next thrilling broadcast. Until then, uh, oh, my thanks to D'Angelo Jones. Thanks. That's how long it's been since I've been here. Thank you, brother. All right. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.